You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. And welcome everybody to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. You have reached the bad boys of Southern evangelical humor, the unauthorized, the unofficial, and the unwanted voices of Southern Baptists across the nation. <laughs> I am your host, Tiny, sitting here with my co-host, my best friend, John Long. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Good. You excited about the president coming to town? I am excited about the president coming to town. <laughs> we got the baby yes. Trump balloon that's going to be flying around, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. The president, Alabama and LSU were playing this afternoon. That's that's really the biggest news. Yeah, is absolutely. That Alabama, the number was it number two and the number three team were playing. I don't, I I don't know. We were one and two uh-huh. until this last week when the playoff rankings came out, and now we're two and three. I think. Which I mean, it don't matter. It it's going to work itself. Either out. way, it's the best game of the year. It <laughs> has been for like yes. a while, so. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. So um, I just hope we can win. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, a tough game, but it always is a tough game. It I mean, is. we have blown them out a few times. Let's, <laughs> let's be serious here. But And they've uh, squeaked out a win on us. Yeah, like what, eight or nine years ago was the last one? <laughs> yes. I think we won eight in a row. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they have won a, a game against us. So, yeah. <laughs> But, and that 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 game we came back and won the national championship in a rematch. Yeah, that's right. That, but we re- that was the that that year was the last time they won. Right? We've won every yeah. year since then. We like broke them, right? Or whatever. Yeah. But they're back. They got a good quarterback. Coach O is, you know, I guess letting other people actually coach, and he's just kind of out there recruiting <laughs> and giving press conferences, and that's good. You know, I think that's they got a good little formula going. So mm-hmm. this should be a tough game and an exciting game, and we may lose. And I'll cry about it when I'm in the Grand Cayman Islands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're leaving the country. That's right. That's why we're recording today early. <laughs> yes. You know? So, yeah, I'm leaving the country under my own volition. I haven't been kicked out or anything. <laughs> I'm not running from any charges. So, yes, we're going on a little vacation, my wife and I. No kids. Just going to just gonna be me and her. We'll just get back before that wall goes up. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I was thinking, like, what if I get down there and I do something that's illegal that I don't know is illegal or something, and uh-huh. I get put in jail, and I'm stuck in the Cayman Islands in jail? Well. There'd be worse places to be in jail, I was right? about to say, I mean, if I got to go to jail, I mean, that's that's not at the tippy top of the list of yeah. places I want to go to jail well, at. The, the island's only like 75, the one we're going to is only like 75 square miles or whatever mm-hmm. so there can't be many people in there will you yeah right so and the jail can't be that big you got to have like an oceanfront view no matter where you're at pretty much so <laughs> yeah. it won't be so bad yeah. had no idea the president was such a huge college football fan yeah well you know he came to the national championship game last year was that it and was it last year 
he came out on the field, they introduced him, and then they played the national anthem, and it looked like he didn't know the words when he was singing it. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, Not as vaguely familiar now that you say it, yeah, though. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping maybe, <laughs> just for the country's sake, he doesn't come down and try to sing the national anthem <laughs> along with our band. But I would like to see him sing Dixieland Delight. I think that would be pretty cool if <laughs> yeah. he knows all the words of that. Well, what was it? He went to the National Series, mm-hmm. and he was booed. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then he to, went to the UFC championship, yeah. and he was, the media said that there was mixed reactions, Yeah. but Joe Rogan, who was there on his podcast, said it was overwhelmingly booed. Yeah. You know, yeah. it went on for a long time. Right. Well, so I think, what is it, like third time to charm well, he's going to come like, to Alabama? He's like, well, I got to feel, oh, Alabama and Louisiana State's playing. Surely they'll cheer for me here. You yeah. know, they come here. I got to reverse this PR curse. <laughs> yes. And then it came out that like the SGA was saying that there would be consequences if you booed the president, but that turned out to be fake news. Yes. Pretty wild. I don't know. This town's felt uh, really weird this week. It, it always is. does, you know, bit for big games. But now with the president coming into seeing a lot of people on edge arguing about mm-hmm. the president that you're just like, man, can't we just enjoy college football? Yeah, because that's you know? I mean, exactly. Exactly. That's what I want right. to do is just enjoy the game. But got, yeah. I like my country, but I love college football. You know, like, yeah. let's get our priorities right, people. <laughs> and I'll say this. It's been kind of funny to see, like, the more liberal among us to just be like, no, we cannot let him get applause. Yeah, right. Absolutely not. Yes. <laughs> you know? And then on the opposite side of that, it's like, how dare you boo the president, <laughs> yes. the office of the president? You know, that's just yeah. wild. It's crazy. And I always, when I see people saying that, I always want to just go. And if I had more time, I would go on their timeline and just pull up all of the Obama stuff that they posted like <laughs> yes. four years ago. Yeah. And just be like, hey, man, I mean, uh, the pot calling the kettle black here, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, which just sounds a little racist since I was talking about Obama, but that's not what I meant. So, yeah. Well, we've all, we've all used that term, pot sure, calling the kettle right. black. But yeah. cancel culture, you got to be really careful. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't want to get canceled. I don't either. Especially for my trip. Which, I don't speaking think we have a big enough audience to right. be canceled yet. Speaking of canceled, uh, the, what, what was the Christian comedian's name? John Chris. Yeah, he's canceled. He canceled, Just yeah. right now, Tiny and I are going on the record saying <laughs> neither one of us have sexually harassed anyone other than our wives. Okay? <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm waiting for our YouTube channel to blow up like his did. And she, and my wife, she sexually harassed me one time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Can't talk Dieter into it. We're going to see what happens down the islands, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you got any good stories this week? I got several. I got a supervisor, uh, dispatch supervisor at 911 who was watching Netflix instead of helping a, a, a needy person out. Okay. Uh, yep. Got that one. Kanye West has changed his name. Okay. And, um, I got a guy, well, he ended up dying, but they found his hand and wedding ring with his wedding ring on it in the stomach of a shark. Not not good. Not good at all. Mm. Not good at all. Well, I've got some, a little bit of a kerfuffle over some Amazon stuff and some other stories, but I want to start with this one and shout out to Wiltz who put this up in the group. An inmate claimed his life sentence ended when he died and was revived. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right. This I com- like this. Yeah. This comes from the Washington Post. 
Benjamin Schreiber is very much alive, but that hasn't stopped him from arguing that he died four years ago. After the convicted murderer collapsed in his prison cell in 2015, doctors restarted his heart five times. Okay. Recovering back at the Iowa State Penitentiary, Schreiber filed a novel legal appeal. Because he died before he was resuscitated, he had technically fulfilled his life sentence, he claimed. Judges, however, aren't buying it. Dying for a brief amount of time doesn't amount to a get-out-of-jail-free card. The Iowa Court of Appeals ruled on Wednesday saying that the 66-year-old will remain in prison until a medical examiner determines that he is dead for good. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gotta be dead for good. Schreiber is either alive, in which case he must remain in prison, or he is dead, in which case this appeal is moot, Judge Amanda Potterfield wrote. Schreiber has been behind bars since 1996 when he was charged in the death of John Dale Terry, a 39-year-old whose bludgeoned body was found near an abandoned trailer in rural, rural, that's such a hard word, rural, agency, Iowa. Prosecutors contended that Schreiber, then 43, had plotted with Terry's girlfriend before clubbing the man to death with a wooden handle of a pickaxe. Wow. A jury found him guilty of first-degree murder, and in 1997, he was sentenced to life without parole. Nearly two decades later, Schreiber was hit with a septic poisoning. According to court records, he had developed kidney stones that were so large that they caused him to urinate internally. Oh. That sounds terrible. That does sound terrible. Oh, man. On March 30th, 2015, he fell unconscious and he was rushed to the hospital where doctors brought him back to life by administering epinephrine through an IV. Okay. In April 2018, Schreiber filed for post-conviction relief, claiming that he was being held in prison illegally. His sentence was supposed to end with his death, he argued, which had taken place three years prior when his heart stopped. A district court judge wasn't convinced by his creative attempt to find a loophole in the law, saying that Schreiber's argument was unpersuasive and without merit. The fact that Schreiber was able to file a legal motion petitioning for his release, the judge added in itself confirms the petitioner's current status as living. That's a solid (laughs) counter-argument right (laughs) there. Anyway, this goes on. uh, I don't want to read the entire article, but I feel like all of us here can agree that that shouldn't count. Yeah, oh yeah. But Especially when, after listening to what he did. <laughs> yes. You know? It's not like he accidentally <laughs> killed somebody. No. But you know how the law is and how specific language has to be. Right. You know, I feel like this is something we need to maybe nail down yeah. a little bit more. Especially as we move into the future and life uh rescuing attempts get even better. They get better. So and and who knows, maybe even, you know, life is extended longer. Right. I mean, we we talked on Kevin's show about, you know, doctors yeah. keeping heads alive That's right. on That's young true. bodies. So maybe this is something that we do need to nail down and get taken yeah. care of legally. Well, I, I look at it kind of like a, like a football game. You know, like if you're tied at the end of the game, yeah. well, you go into overtime. Well, the game technically didn't end, but <laughs> the game did end because you played four quarters of football or whatever, you know? So it's, he's he's in overtime. Yeah, now. he's in overtime right now. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sorry you yeah. know, that you got brought back to life and <laughs> uh, you got to live out the rest of your sentence. But you didn't. I mean, you you died, but you didn't die. Right. Right. I mean, well, you died, but you came back. Right. Yeah. You're still alive. So you didn't die. But but <laughs> but but if this guy, if he doesn't have two life sentences. Oh, yeah, I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Well, if they just start stacking them on there. Like, <laughs> well, they do have that, right? 40, yeah, I know. And just do it for everybody. You have 47 <laughs> life sentences or whatever. And I don't know. I, it's kind of wild. But but I, then if the, if the law is written like that, then you got people who are like, you know, purposefully, 
you know, suffocating themselves or whatever, trying right. to die just trying to, and just, you know, count them down. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like on like attempt number 12 and that's instance, the doctors are like, all right, guys, just let him go. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. let's forget him. You know, he's, he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we used to just take people like that to Australia and turn them loose, didn't we? True. I think so. Can Way we, a long time ago. Can we yeah. not do that anymore? <laughs> Maybe so. I think they call that Walker County. You know, I think that's <laughs> yes. where they send people like that. <laughs> That's a little inside joke, but it, I appreciate his moxie, you know, I mean, yeah. like we might as well give it a shot. See mm-hmm. if you can get out if you can, but you're still alive. So right. I don't know what, what to say other than that. Well, if he was here, he would say, well, I was dead, you, but now I am alive. Yeah, you were dead, but now you're alive. <laughs> so you're still alive. You know? Yeah. Hate to break it to you. You're still alive, man. Let's just use common sense here. Well, Let's talk about somebody else who uh, needed a little help with an emergency. A Florida 911 dispatch supervisor was watching Netflix while a caller tried to get help after a shooting. This is from Coral Springs, Florida. (laughs) A 911 dispatch supervisor was watching a movie on Netflix while a caller tried to get help after someone shot her car's windshield. Oh, God. What does it say what movie it was? Yes. According to the Associated Press, an internal affairs investigation found Julie Vidod, I guess that's how you say it, was watching I Am Mother during the June 9th (laughs) call. Okay. If it was like season two of Stranger Things, I think I might could see your argument. I've never heard of I Am Mother. <laughs> it's, well, that exactly. You've okay. never heard of it. I'm not a big Netflix guy anyways. Deidre watches a ton of stuff on it, but I don't. Uh, there was a 34-minute delay in the call being dispatched to an officer, according to records. <laughs> <laughs> because he was watching I Am Mother. The victim said she called back 16 minutes later before finally driving herself to a Coral Springs police station (laughs) (laughs) after she was told an officer was on the way. It was a very hard situation, Guadalupe Herrera said to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. It was a drive-by shooting. My windshield was shattered and nobody showed up. The call was eventually logged as a suspicious incident instead of a shooting. According to the Associated Press, investigators want to know how that mistake was made and how the supervisor missed it. And the investigation found that the most used application on Vidal's work computer were Netflix, Hulu, and Xfinity TV. So she's in there watching all kind of stuff. Man. I am a mother was playing for two hours while Herrera was trying to get help. Must have an intriguing plot line, you know? Yeah. She, the dispatcher is facing discipline for failure to supervise and expected to receive a two day suspension without pay. <laughs> well, that'll show her. Yeah. The first person who answered Herrera's call was fired and the second person was first disciplined and also fired. So. They did fire two people, but not the supervisor. Right. Which doesn't make sense to me. You know, <laughs> yeah. The one who is actually watching Netflix on mm-hmm. the thing. I, you know, I think the lesson here is watch Netflix on your phone and not on your work computer. <laughs> right. That, yes. I mean, I feel like we, we can all learn that lesson here because then they got to get a warrant yeah they don't have right. to get a warrant to search your work no, computer. yeah uh-uh. that's their property no we had a uh a person who worked for us one time and uh she got dismissed because she was working her other job 
while on the clock for us, and I discovered it on her work <laughs> computer. Right. Because I like got on there one day and was like, oh, I like went to pull up my Gmail account uh-huh. and off the browser because you know I don't I, at the time I didn't have like a static computer or anything and uh I uh, opened up Gmail and she was like logged into her personal account I was like wow and then I started seeing all these like work orders and stuff and I'm like what is going on here you know <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I started documenting everything because you can't pay you while you're working another job. It's just against our, anything that's common sense. It's against and, policy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we dismissed her, which our ID department can like view into any computer we have at any time, too. So they yeah. periodically do that and check people. But, uh, yeah, so she got told not to come back to work anymore. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it, moral of the story. Don't be using your work computer for personal stuff, right? Yeah, that's why I need a Microsoft, was it Edge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the... Uh, no, like, I, that's why I need a Microsoft Surface tablet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, one of the little tablets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Just do it all on your phone or bring your laptop or whatever yeah. and watch, you know, whatever you want to while you're at work. But anyways, there's a lot of horror stories about people calling 911 that you've read. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just going to discourage people from calling 911. Just drive yourself to the police station like this lady did. Yeah. Fake cop joins a real police chase and then handcuffs suspect at gunpoint. Oh, wow. North Carolina cops say. Citizens arrest. <laughs> now, we have talked on this show before about ordinary civilians yeah. impersonating police officers. It's a bigger problem than I thought it was, <laughs> you know? <laughs> This guy takes it to a whole new level. (laughs) He made an arrest. (laughs) Check this out. A North Carolina man was arrested after police say that he pretended to be a cop during a police chase, media outlets report. Wow. Officers with the Wilson Police Department stopped a car at a grocery store in Wilson at about 11 p.m. on October 5th in search of a possible murder suspect, according to WNCN. But as they approached it, police say that the driver sped off. Police had been chasing the car for about two miles when a black Ford Taurus with blue lights sped past the officers and got in front of the suspect's car and slowed down. Nice. The suspect car, now pinned between the Taurus and a police car, was forced to stop, according to WRAL. The driver of the Taurus, 30-year-old David Adams, got out of his car, and police say that he forced five men out of the suspect car at gunpoint Whoa. and then handcuffed and searched the driver, wow. according to WITN. <laughs> you know, like hero cop That's stuff. That's right. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> you hear everybody like in the other police cars like, who's the new guy? You know? <laughs> yes. like, did we just hire somebody? <laughs> I mean, this dude's like Batman. Yeah, right. Maybe he's a U.S. Marshal. Marshal, I don't know. <laughs> The officers were unsure if he was actually a cop, and they yelled at Adams to stop what he was doing, but police say that he left the scene before officers could talk to him. <laughs> so, it's like, my work gear is done. Yeah, like, like, okay, I'm going to let you guys have it now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Not like a blackjack dealer like shows his hand and like, goes get back into the car. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I'm off. <laughs> Police later determined that he wasn't a sworn law enforcement officer, and they arrested him Wednesday. The five men in the car were also arrested after police say MDMA pills, codeine pills, a, uh, is that Vivas? Vivance. V- yeah, I was about to, you know about drugs, John. What's that? <laughs> Big drug guy. <laughs> Vivance is like, uh, it's kind of like Ritalin. Okay, well, there was yeah. one of those. 
And then $708 were found in the car. Okay. One of the men in the car was the murder suspect's brother, police say. Oh. So this guy, he really stepped in and saved the day. Yeah, yeah. And then he, <laughs> no he good deed it. goes unpunished. <laughs> exactly. He got arrested for it. That's what I, I don't know if you could claim like citizen's arrest. <laughs> I guess if you got lights in your car and stuff, that's pretty bad. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah, man, what's up with all the people pretending to be cops? I mean, don't get me wrong. They won't hire just anybody. I've seen the movie Observe and Report. Seth Rogen couldn't get a job. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's, it's pretty funny. Okay. But I, I mean, kind of thought they did hire everybody. Well, I was going to say that said, it's not that difficult to get a job is as a police officer, is it? I don't think I could. I know yeah. one. I know one guy. I'm not going to name any names, but he had no business being a police officer, <laughs> and he got a job. I, saying, I feel like. I don't know. They probably give you some sort of background check and that would eliminate me, you know? <laughs> so I don't know that I'd be able to get in. Plus the physical fitness part. Right. I've seen some hefty cops before and I've been like, dude, I can outrun you. I know in a foot chase. Now you got a radio and a helicopter and all that that can track me down. But if we're just racing, <laughs> I feel like I could beat you, you know? Well, that's the whole, isn't that the point of the police department? Is it, it's not one guy. There's right. like a whole yeah. team of people. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I don't know why you just can't go to police academy and be a cop. Uh, unless there's something in his background. Or I don't know. Maybe he's like vigilante justice. <laughs> this is the guy that needs to be like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> yes. You know? Like, well, I was about to say, what are bounty hunters? Because bounty hunters are not well, you know, sworn officers of the law. No, are they? No. Aren't they just people who, who kidnap think, people and bring them to the justice? What it is is they catch people who either have a reward on them or have skipped their bond, mm -hmm. you know? So like what I think dog, I don't, I'm not a dog, the bounty hunter expert, <laughs> right. although I really like dog, the bounty hunter <laughs> yes. and his wife just passed away. So oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Prayers to dog, you know? <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Tough, tough to lose your loved one, especially that you've been chasing criminals with for years. Right. Probably, probably have a really strong bond, but I think like dog, Runs like a bail bonding service. Uh -huh. And then when people like he posts bail for don't show up for their court date, well, then he's out that money, you know, because mm -hmm. that's how bail bonds work. You know, they'll post your bond. And then when you show up for court date, they get their money back, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes and chases them down wherever they are. So and brings them back and brings them back so he can get his cash back. I think that's how it works. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I've only skirted around the legal system. <laughs> but if, if you're a criminal and you're on the run and you get caught by yeah. a bounty hunter, you can't right. sue the bounty hunter, can you? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, first of all, like, I don't know how dog catches anybody anymore. Cause if <laughs> right. you're running, you got to know what dog looks like. He's like, he's going to have a leather vest on. He's got that blonde <laughs> mullet, like a dream catcher hanging around his neck, you know, and all that. Like he stands out in a crowd. How do you let dog catch you? <laughs> well, he's got a team of people. He does. Right? Like Leland's his boy. He yeah. helps and all that. They like surround the, you know, the house that you're, yeah. you know, or the trailer that right. you're hiding out in. And I don't know that they can they carry, I don't think bounty hunters can carry firearms. I think they have to Are carry sure like non-lethal stuff, okay. like tasers and you know pepper spray and all. That well, stuff. I know it, it depends on the state that you're in, but yeah, just ordinary so. civilians can carry firearms. True, true. You but know? I know that like a dog is a felon too. Oh, so, he so like, maybe he specifically yeah, can't maybe carry he a can, firearm, right? I don't know, but his his boys can maybe. maybe. But I've only ever seen them use like tasers and stuff. They have like a. 
the like beanbag guns too <laughs> yeah. and everything. But maybe it's like, hey, we're doing a TV show. We don't want to shoot anybody and kill them on the TV show. <laughs> right. Plus, if you kill the person, you ain't getting any money anyways, right? Unless they're wanted dead or alive. True. Like, <laughs> like John Bon Jovi. <laughs> right. Okay. But I have, a, I have a stunning lack of knowledge about the bounty hunter system. So maybe somebody out there can let us know how it works. I would I, like to talk to a real life bounty hunter. Yeah. What's the dude from Star Wars? The bounty hunter guy? You know, oh, uh, he's got the cool outfit. Boba Fett. Yeah, I figure you would know more about it because of that. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. Well, in Star Wars universe, yeah. then uh, anybody can put a bounty out on anybody for any reason. For any reason, okay. And then you go get that person and you bring them back. Like Han Solo, he's got a bounty on him. Boba brings him back to Jabba. Yeah, and Jabba because he's a, a warlord just locks you know freezes him in carbonite. Him, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So okay. Let's move on to America's favorite Christian, Kanye West. <laughs> hey, you know, I, he kind of really is at the moment. Yeah, I think he's number one, <laughs> yes. especially since Billy Graham went on in. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's tough. I don't know who's who's over him in the Christian hierarchy. Definitely not that comedian guy, John <laughs> no. John Christ. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah, he's definitely he fell down the rankings. I mean, he didn't do anything illegal, but it's pretty bad, it, especially anything, in the Me Too era. Not anything illegal against uh, our nation's laws, but against God's laws. Absolutely. <laughs> he he got ran about. I, I don't know if he's coming back from this. He's got to. He's got to. If he comes back from this, it's got to be one of those where. I wasn't really saved, and now I am. Oh, yeah. I was lost, and now I'm found. But Ooh, still, that's a tough way doing, to pull off. You know, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, even then, he's probably not doing any Netflix specials. He have one. They have one that they put on hold because of all this. I know, and, and now I'm never going to get to watch it. I never thought he was that funny, anyways. To be honest, I mean, he had a few things that made me giggle. I mean, look, when it comes to, you know, clean comedy, this slim picking. That's right. So he was. But kinda... I feel like me and you are, are funnier than him. <laughs> we'll get there. You know, we just need the exposure. <laughs> Neither one of us look cool, which is hard. You know, I can't pull <laughs> well, off hey, the hairstyle. Like did you had. ever see John Christ? He looked like a weirdo. Well, yeah. He was and we, now we know he is a weirdo. <laughs> he is a graduate of Sanford University, too, by the way. Went okay. to Sanford. The article I read, that Netflix special he did, mm -hmm. by the way, it was recorded here in Alabama. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. So. Well, I don't know. Now we'll never see it. No. Well, anyways. You know, Netflix, they're sitting on a Bill Cosby special that never got aired, too. Oh, for real? So, yeah. Wow. You know, like 20 years from now, they'll release all that. <laughs> well, you know? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, they need to, what is it, uh, comed uh Netflix com comedy, Too Hot yeah. for TV? Right, yes. <laughs> release it on DVD? I'll be honest, I have... A couple of Bill Cosby albums from like back in the seventies, and they're hilarious. Man, the dude was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, I, I, like no, you say, he's a horrible person. Yeah, right. But, but his stand-up act was really solid. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why he was so famous. True. Very true. Anyways, back to Kanye. <laughs> yes. This is from TMZ.com, trusted news source. Kanye West says, "I won't have to run for president in 2024. I'll walk with a new name." Kanye knows what's going to put him in the Oval Office in 2024. He's reaffirming his plans while revealing his platform and a name change, a huge one. Okay. Kanye dropped bombshell after bombshell Thursday in <laughs> NYC, where he spoke at the Fast Company Innovation Festival. Seated next to Yeezy designer Stephen Smith, Kanye told the crowd, matter-of-factly, he will be running for press. 
watch the video because he didn't get the reaction he was expecting at all. So yeah, there's a, there's a whole video that goes along with this. Check the show notes. Okay. The audience laughed and Kanye started, stared back with a deadpan look and said, what y'all laughing at? <laughs> he went on to make the point that by it's okay, it's okay, easy. They laughed at Trump too. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and I mean, Look, we'll put anybody in office. Yes. Uh, he went on to make the point that by 2024, Yeezy brand will have created so many jobs. I'm not going to run for president. I'll walk. Well, that's not quite how our process works. <laughs> there was an uncomfortable silence following that. And he went on to say celebrities are terrified to speak their minds, including himself. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. He admitted his wife, Kim Kardashian West, Deaconess West, I guess, now that he's a Christian. <laughs> I want to see her wearing like a big hat to church and everything. She was in the audience, would probably tell him later he was too outspoken at the event. Kanye also complained about Forbes' reluctance to label him a billionaire and announced he'll change his name to... Christian genius billionaire Kanye West. Okay. <laughs> just to stick it to the outlet. <laughs> Surely that was a joke, right? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not changing my name legally to, you know, master podcaster Christopher Sullivan. Why don't you? Oh, maybe I should. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. And then I'm not going to run. I'm going to walk for mayor <laughs> of Tuscaloosa County. <laughs> I just think it would be cool to be called master. You know, yeah. yeah, like instead of uh, Chris or whatever. Yeah. Says if that wasn't enough, he theorized that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, not because he had a dream, but because he wanted to talk about economic empowerment in the black community and added, that's the reason why I say these things out loud in this way is so I won't be killed. So he knows the Illuminati's after him, right? Well, he was in the Illuminati, wasn't right, he? Right, yeah. So he knows they're <laughs> yes. coming for him, you know? He turned away from the dark side, got on the light side here, and... Uh, and now he's so, in trouble. Yeah, now they're after him. Yeah. They're going to kill him, just like they did Martin Luther King Jr. Which, comparing yourself to Martin Luther King Jr., that's huge. <laughs> it really is. That's a big comparison to make, <laughs> yeah. you know? But, yeah, Kanye, I, I feel like um, he is working through some issues here. And I don't doubt that he might run for president in 2024. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't. I mean, 2024 might not be the one he wants to get in. You think so? But later on, he I could see him winning. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, if we're worried about Trump and like nuclear launch codes and stuff, <laughs> like, we got to be a little worried about Kanye, too. Right. I know he's a man of God now and everything, which Trump loves two Corinthians, just like all the rest of us Christians. That's the whole ball game. That's the whole ball game right there. <laughs> like, I mean, I just wonder, you know, like Second Corinthians. OK, great book of the Bible. Right. Yes. There's a lot of it that I would rank above it. Honestly, <laughs> right. you know, if we're doing a, a hierarchy of New Testament works. Yes. I would probably put John number one, yeah. not only because it's my namesake, but John pretty much is. I mean, that's a really great book of the Bible. I feel like Gospel of John and the book of Romans. Oh, yeah. That's the whole ball yeah, game. Right. Yeah. If you can get those two down, you pretty much got the whole picture yeah. of Christianity right there. Yeah. You know, and then every don't get me wrong. I mean, all the other stuff is good, too. Very important. Supplemental. Yeah. To the bedrock foundation of both of us. That is right. the gospel. Yeah. 
you know, the story of Jesus himself yeah. and then the master doctrinal right. work that is the book of Romans. And let's be honest, we all skip over Jude. We just pretend it doesn't <laughs> exist. I mean, we all do. That's fine. Jesus's brother wrote a letter. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's cute. But let me get back here to Revelation. You know? Yes. <laughs> we all skip over. It's like one page. We just forget it's there. It's fine. Well, you know, Jesus is a, bro- I guess you could say half brother. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. You're different daddies. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, ironically, name was Judas. That's right. Exactly. Went by Jude. Yeah, went by. Wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man, you're hanging out with the wrong dude, man. You know? Yeah. Like, man, you ruined it for me. Everybody thinks I'm him. You know? yeah, no. <laughs> I have to show my ID all the time. It doesn't say Iscariot on there, you know? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like if... uh I mean, that's like if your name was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald yeah, or Adolf, you know, <laughs> you don't hear a whole lot of Adolfs anymore, yes. you know, you get ruined crazy. it for everybody. Yeah. Ruined, right. a, ruined a, a mustache. Yeah. Choice. Took down a whole mustache. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. that's bold. Right? You know, you were bad when you just eliminate a facial hairstyle for everybody. Yeah. Anyway, so the Christian genius billionaire Kanye West, our brother in Christ, <laughs> may run for president in 2024, may walk for president. <laughs> may walk for president, yeah. In 2024. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder which party he'll run on, you know, if he'll be Republican <laughs> or Democrat. I'm just saying, I, I, I'd be interested to see how that shakes out. Yeah. Maybe he'll start his own party. The uh, the Yeezy party? Yeah, the Yeezy party. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. What would their mascot be? Jesus, of course. <laughs> right. Their mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't a know lion. Do. Yeah. A lion. A lion. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. That'd be one. a good one. That'd be a huge one. Yeah. 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 Trump's probably trademarked all lines by now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That'd be really good. Well, then you would have, you know, his detractors out there pointing out that, you know, Satan is a roaming lion seeking whom he can devour. Maybe you just go star David and call it even, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then everybody's going to get the whole you're a Mossad agent rumors (laughs) going. So uh, we need to think this, Kanye, when you come on the podcast, let's workshop this, man. I'll be glad to be on your campaign at some point shape form or fashion you know i'll be a great cabinet member you know? or a campaign manager i don't want to be a campaign manager don't that's, a, campaign that's manager. tough work i think mm. but i would be like secretary of uh agriculture or something mm-hmm. you know i'm the easy job i would imagine well let's move on to this next story charlotte woman gets arrest warrant for late library books oh Okay. Now, I picked this one out especially okay. for you, John. <laughs> just got my blood pressure up. <laughs> All right. It's one thing to find out that you owe a library fine for a book that you forgot to return, but one woman in Charlotte just found out there's a warrant for her arrest wow. over some overdue books. She told News 10 that it could cost her her job. Wow. Cost her her job. Man. Uh, Melina Sanders Jones vaguely remembers checking out the books Where the Sidewalk Ends and mm-hmm. Night in 2017. Not familiar with Night. Night by Eli Wiesel? You don't say. That might be who it is. Okay. Yeah. You're one of the most well-read people I know. So yeah. This is a great book. I'm going to defer to your judgment. He's a Holocaust survivor. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But never dreamed that it would end up with her in front of a judge getting fingerprinted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I really don't think that going to jail over those two books is okay. And I definitely didn't want to steal their property. 
Well, then why did you? Okay. Melina. Yeah. Well, sometimes things happen, <laughs> Tiny. All right. There are circumstances beyond our control. <laughs> the mother of five didn't even know she had the book still until she visited the library a few months back and was told that she couldn't use the printer until she returned them. Oh, wow. Let me go get them. Yeah. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize. <laughs> yes. Sanders then called her fiance at the time to check their son's bookshelf. And sure enough, there they were. Bring them by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them, them over by. here. Right. <laughs> so she went home. She grabbed them and she returned them to the library. And she assumed that she would get a notice about fees. I assumed that they had sent it to collections and that I would see it on the report or something like that. I had no idea that criminal charges would be pressed. But that is exactly what mm, happened. Man. Sanders didn't even know that there was a warrant for her arrest until her boss called her after doing a background check that she needed for a promotion. Oh, wow. Your promotion, you got that locked up? Is that, is that yeah. on lock now? Yeah. yeah, we're pretty much. They're trying to get me added on the... <laughs> They're trying to get me added on the American Express car. I think that's causing a little trouble given my credit history. Yeah, yeah I'm good with the background. <laughs> My boss called me on Tuesday to inform me that I had a warrant and that I had to pull over because I started laughing. And he was like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, no, there's no way. News 10 called the Charlotte Library to try and get some answers. They said they can't comment on individual cases, but told that late notices go out after a few weeks, a month, three months, and again at four months. But Sanders never got them because she was moving a lot while trying to get out of an abusive relationship. Yeah. Any mail that was there, I didn't get, she explained. Soon I ended in the siren shelter. That's here in Charlotte, and that helps with domestic violence victims. And your address is confidential. I had to change my phone number, and I had to change my entire life. After a court date, getting fingerprinted, and a whole lot of anxiety... Sanders is stuck waiting for her next court date and hoping that the charges get dropped. It's just ridiculous, she said. Like, there is no reason that this needs to be happening. Like I said, they would have had a better chance of getting their money if they would have just sent it to collections because I would have known about it. Sanders' next court date is November 7th, which was just a couple days ago. Yeah, my parents' 49th wedding anniversary, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Happy anniversary, mom and dad, again. She can't work for her current employer until her case is settled. She's hoping that her promotion and clients are still there when she returns. Sanders is charged with failure to return rental property. Wow. Which carries a maximum penalty of 93 days in jail and a $500 Ooh. fine. Ooh. Get them. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> lawlessness. We can't have this happening. What kind of people don't return a library book that's overdue? Yes. Wow. Man. Well, Meanwhile, we probably have uh, said domestic abusers that she was trying to flee. True. We probably got them out right. roaming the streets looking for people. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. And we're going to no, get her over no, a library book. We got to get these late fees. <laughs> yep. I just want to go on record and say... Uh, that I might have a library book that's overdue and it has been overdue for over almost two decades now. I was expecting a no comment. No, so. that's fine. <laughs> Allegedly, this is true, right? Yeah. And if the library would just contact me, maybe I could work out something with them. Well, that's not how this works, John. <laughs> There's a whole Seinfeld episode about this, by the way. And I might take a care. Now, I did get banned from Blockbuster Video. 
over. Who's laughing now? <laughs> right. <laughs> over a WWE video game that somehow got kicked under the couch when I was in college and I forgot about it for months <laughs> and was just ducking their calls, basically. <laughs> Do you still have it? No, I think it got lost or thrown away oh. or maybe we just folded it into whoever owned the Nintendo or whatever. Because I was just sitting here thinking, how great would it be to just go play that right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody has it because I never took it back. When they said, you're not allowed to come back anymore, I was like, okay, no worries. <laughs> well, we got a movie gallery on 15th Street. I'll go to that. You know? <laughs> I ain't worried about y'all. You think I care about my Blockbuster membership? They're like, we'll put it on your credit. Like, my credit's trash anyways. I'm like, 23 i have four credit cards i don't care you know it's like movie gallery play on <laughs> that's right that's exactly right so you know jokes on you blockbuster but i have been known allegedly to not return items before <laughs> yes our good friend andrew mudhut rogers loaned me a dvd one time called the devil and daniel jones great documentary about daniel jones and uh i didn't take it back to him for over a year Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you ever loan me anything <laughs> tiny, just know it's there's a good chance you're not gonna get it back. Right. All right. So just put like LoJack or something on it so you can track it down at a later date. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I feel for this lady, and <laughs> it's one of my fears. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that this will happen to me. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely get caught up in this. Well, Hopefully nobody at the Fett County Public Library <laughs> listens to our podcast, though. You know, you know uh, our small hometown Fayette, they used to have a newspaper. Right, they still do. I was Is it weekly? Yeah, it's a weekly it paper. Out? Yeah, Times Record. I was thinking the other day, how awesome would it be if like, uh, we did... You know, I not hit it big, but we did get a big enough following that they that we like, could did get an article, article on us and they had us back. Well, you know, my and then how funny would that be if that was really just a sting operation? To, like, get <laughs> <Yes>. us because <laughs> I've got skeletons in my past too. True. I'm not passing judgment. Yeah, that's why I'm so big on Christianity because it offers blanket that's forgiveness right. for it everything does. you've exactly. done. Exactly. You know who doesn't care about my library book? Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you know, my buddy Michael Palmer, shout out to Michael. What's up, Smiley? We've been friends for forever. He used to be the editor of the Fet paper up until like a couple years ago, and he went and took over the paper in Hamilton, which is his hometown. Okay. Now. Like award winning photographer for Tuscaloosa News. I mean, yeah. Michael's a super, supremely talented guy, and I'm lucky to call him a friend. But yeah, maybe we can get on the Hamilton paper. You know, I might need to make a call, you know? I don't think there's any outstanding warrants for me. Yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. County. No, I've done nothing in Marion County that I know of. Yes. At least, at least, uh, that I'm aware of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, let's move on to a kind of disturbing story, at least to me. It's not like where is the line disturbing? <laughs> right. It's but, uh disturbing, but it's like hot topic at the mall disturbing. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. this is earth oddity disturbing. <laughs> yes. A Scottish tourist's hand and wedding ring were found inside of a shark. The 44-year-old man was last seen snorkeling off the French island of Reunion near Madagascar over the weekend. It is believed he was on a week-long holiday with his wife in St. Gillis. His hand, identified by his wedding ring, was found inside a tiger shark, which was caught for research purposes. Oh, man. But what's the odds... Of like you going missing and all of a sudden we pull out this tiger shark that's got your hand with a wedding ring inside of it. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Now you're going to love this name. Okay. Local resident Eric Quilacujo. 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 
told BBC Scotland that the man had left his wife for just a few minutes to go for a swim. Mm. Mr. Quillajujo <laughs> said, <laughs> in an area enclosed by a reef, there's a slight passage where it goes deeper into the ocean, but actually it's really well protected by the reef. He added his wife was really scared by what happened. Many helicopters, many planes, swimmers, and boats went to try to find the guy in the ocean, but couldn't find him for a few days. Apparently, they found a shark a few days ago with his hand, so we're really not sure how it happened. Mm. Mr. Quilla Jujo said that many beaches on the west coast of the island were signposted warning people against swimming because of previous shark attacks, and there were also warnings at the airports. Just mental note, you ever in the island of Reunion off the coast of Madagascar, be careful out in the water. Well, for anyone who's like watched the Madagascar movies... Oh, yeah. There is a shark yeah, that chases right. the animals all, right. all over everywhere. So I feel like if you've, if you've seen DreamWorks, you know, masterful franchise Madagascar, you should know that. Yeah. So he says, it's something we don't hide from anybody talking about. This is Quilla Jujo talking about uh, shark attacks. We don't hide it from anybody. All the places around the island where you can't swim, where there's not a natural reef, there are signs in front of the beach to warn people. Even at that, you have a few boats that go around the west area of the island because that's where all the beaches are to protect them to watch if anyone makes that mistake anyway. The shark was among several caught on Monday and Tuesday in the Indian Ocean by the Center de Securité Requien, or CSR, and it was found just over four miles from the lagoon where the man was last seen. It's not yet known whether the man drowned or was subse- and was subsequently eaten by the shark or whether he was attacked by it. Uh, I'm hoping that he drowned first. Well, probably what happened is it took his hand off. And then once that blood got in the water, all the other sharks came over and ate him. Well, that's what I think happened. <laughs> oh, like man. one good clean bite on his hand. He's out there swimming with it in front of him or whatever. Uh, man. Yeah. So, but, uh, but he was his remains were identified solely from his wedding ring. Yeah. So unless uh, like a, a criminal yeah. stole his ring True. and then got eaten. Well, just be a lesson, married guys. Always have your wedding ring on. It's a great <laughs> identifier, right? Yes. You know? <laughs> some of y'all, I, I know y'all go around without your wedding ring. So I think you, you don't wear a wedding ring, do you? No, I've got one right here. Oh, okay. All right. It's my wife who doesn't wear her wedding okay. ring. Okay. If she ever gets eaten by a shark, <laughs> it's just going to be sorry, kids. Mama, mama up and left. I bought... <laughs> Deidre a separate wedding band to wear at work because okay. you can't wear like her her wedding band she got her wedding band and her engagement ring like fused together mm-hmm. and then but you can't wear like a ring if you're a nurse putting on gloves and all that stuff and yeah. bacteria so I bought her just a smooth gold because I'm like ain't no doctor's gonna be trying to pick you up <laughs> you put that thing on before you leave the house <laughs> uh, we're always gonna be labeled we're married uh-huh. okay so like if you want to do something you're gonna have to pull that ring off and think <laughs> about me right uh, I ain't letting no get out of this i wore mine every day i don't even take it off ever for anything well i do have to take mine off for work right that's what but, i was thinking uh, i knew you had like a, a job where you might have to take it off i see guys wear like rubber ones and stuff yeah i've seen those yeah, uh, right and they're or like, silicone yeah is it silicone mm-hmm. i don't know what they are yeah. i'm just standard you know yellow gold mm-hmm. you know that's all mine is there's people get like titanium and all kind of crazy stuff now. Yeah. Whatever. It's kind of crazy though. Like I spent all that money on Dieter's engagement ring and wedding ring and my wedding band costs like $60. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
But I've made this joke before, probably not to you, but like when you get married, like as a man, that's when you realize that life is no longer about you because your you wife realize that quick. Yeah. Your wife like buys this really expensive dress. You like rent a tux. You know, <laughs> yes. she gets her own theme song and everybody like stands up. She comes down the center aisle of the church. Yeah. You like walk out of the little side door and have to just stand up at the front like a loser and wait on her. <laughs> yeah. Everybody on the wedding day tells her how beautiful she is. And you're just standing there in your rented tux trying not to get any stains on it so you can return it without and get your deposit back. Well, you know why all this happens, don't you? <laughs> why? Well, it's because the bride's family pays for the wedding. Oh, yeah. Well, we pay for our own wedding. <laughs> oh, so okay. pretty well, much. That's yeah. not traditional. No. Yeah. We're not traditional people. <laughs> My dad paid for the rehearsal dinner as is okay. tradition. Yeah. And I think that was it. Yeah, we so. our rehearsal dinner was at Lisa's Barbecue in Fayette, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, as, as far as grub goes, you could not have picked a better place. Yes, good place. Yeah. Yes, good yeah. place. A good place. You got married at the Free Will Baptist Church. Uh-huh. Neither one of us are members there. We're members there. <laughs> but Deidre's grandparents were. Right. And uh, then we had our reception at First Baptist. And all my college friends were like, there's not going to be any alcohol? And I'm like, like, no, no, man. uh, It's a Baptist church. We're Baptist. They're like, what about dancing? I'm like, no, no. Okay, you got me. (laughs) But no, none of that either. We're not dancing either. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, we're going to eat some chicken fingers. And then Dieter and I are on our way to Gatlinburg. I don't know what y'all going to (laughs) do. Enjoy your drive back to Tuscaloosa. Hit the county line. You can buy beer. (laughs) I know this probably isn't very interesting. So I'm going to try to fly through this. But our wedding uh, was at the church. But our reception was at the North River Yacht Club. Oh, fancy. Not because we're members, but because my mother-in-law knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who was able to sponsor us. Oh. And we got the place for it. Now, I mean, I think it was like five grand. Wow. But they did the food. Wow. Decorations, everything. Huh. And it was like super nice. So I honestly cannot imagine like our wedding being any nicer a, than it was. That's a haul from the church out to the yacht club too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. that's a big old drive right there. You give everybody five bucks for gas money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I mean, hey, you know what? You don't want to miss it because it was a party. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> you missed out. Dude. I missed it. I was working. You'll never, you'll never know what it's like to go to the yacht club. I've been to the yacht club several times. And I don't want to brag. <laughs> All right. Don't want to brag. Well, now I've been twice. Oh yeah. Not once but twice i would say i've been over 10 times in wow. my life i went on taco night Ooh, nice <laughs> yeah i don't want to brag and like i say i've recently came out as rich so i guess all this stuff you know support me during this time people it's hard being rich in america these days christian genius uh, john long over right. here christian genius billionaire john long really not a billionaire <laughs> no. thousandaire. thousandaire yeah a multi-thousandaire <laughs> no <laughs> I had to think about her bank account. House payment just came out. So, you know, no, not a multi-thousandaire. <laughs> International traveler, though. So, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I've been to several foreign countries. Well, by several, I mean two. So, this okay. will be number three. No, I've been to four. This will make number four. There we go. All right. Well, this I'm ne- not your typical redneck. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> no. Just sound like one on the podcast. All right, well, this next story here, I'm just going to read it for what it is. Amazon stops selling a children's T-shirt after a fierce backlash. Oh. Can you imagine the children's shirt that was uh, that caused such a kerfuffle? 
uh, white power, something like that. You know, like Aryan Brotherhood. Not that bad. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Back up a little bit. It said Daddy's Little Slut. Oh. Okay. On a children's t-shirt. On a children. Not going to buy that for Libby. <laughs> no, not getting that for Libby. Yeah. yeah. But imagine a lot of Alabamians would get it for their daughter. You which, know, Which is sad. It is sad. Yes. That's why Trump won by 70%. <laughs> And he's coming to our football game today. Like, there's nothing better to do on a Saturday. Just go take in a college football game. Well, I will agree there's not much better to do. No, but I'm not not president either. Exactly. Right. Amazon has removed a children's T-shirt with that slogan printed on it after a backlash on social media. Wow. The online retailer confirmed that the item sold by a third party has been removed from its store after the Independent first reported on the move. A link to the item sold by, would you like to guess the seller? Ooh, I don't know. Vivid videos. <laughs> Only baby care. <laughs> <laughs> that was shared on social media now leads to an error page. Journalist Yasher Ali, who was who has written for New York Magazine and HuffPo, was the first to share the picture of the children's t-shirt. Available for sale on at Amazon. You know, Daddy's Little Slut t-shirt for children, he posted, (laughs) posting here in hopes that it'll expedite its removal. Amazon makes it very hard to contact them, but I just wrote through chat. Kendra Wagner tweeted, said that it sexualized children and promoted pedophilia. I would agree. (laughs) CBS News correspondent Diane King-Hall also hit out at Amazon over its hosting of the product. She said, you got to be kidding me at Amazon. Take this down. Responding to Ali's tweet, entrepreneur Anthony, I don't, I can't say that, said that. (laughs) Just try (laughs) Citrano. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, said that FWIW, these are programmatically generated. They are programmatically generated. They take billions of phrases and create a billion listings across all product types, shirts, mugs, etc., and that right there is a great example of why such spray and pray approach is really stupid. I, I thought we learned that in youth group. <laughs> in a statement to Newsweek, an Amazon spokesperson said that all sellers must follow our selling guidelines, and those who do not will be subject to action, including potential removal of their account. The product in question is no longer available. Only baby care seller of the Daddy's Little Slut t-shirt does not appear to have been removed from Amazon, though. Its store page is still online and flogging a range of clothing, mostly aimed at children, but it also is selling a cap for men and women reading Black Guns Matter. So Okay. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> okay. The Independent reported that the Daddy's Little Slut t-shirt was sold from June of this year, and it was for sale for, at $18. It also reported that a description of the project claimed that it was suitable for little girls or boys, <laughs> and it could be worn at birthday parties, weddings, or other events. I would like a list of the people who bought it. <laughs> You know, yes. Well, we need to just let's go ahead and publish. We need, that. we need an investigation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Wow. Yeah, that's problematic. 
But I wonder how you find that. Like, what are you searching for that brings that up? <laughs> well, you know? it probably pops up down in the recommended yeah. category. Yeah, because you've looked at this. You <laughs> yeah. know, what are you looking at to get something recommended like that? Well, now that's a good question. But now I'll admit that I've looked at stuff on Amazon and something that is completely unrelated will pop up down there yeah. in that recommended. Like, I'm looking at a microphone. And then it's, it pops up down there. You may be interested in this. And it's like a, you know, tampons or something. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's completely yeah. unrelated. Yeah. Now, so, I, I did look at it. I, I think I've told this before that we share an Amazon account with Deidre's mom. <laughs> I, we've talked about this yeah. on the show. Amazon, why there is not an incognito mode yeah. for Amazon right. is beyond me. Yeah. You will sell way more merchandise. Uh-huh. If people yeah. can can buy stuff anonymously. Yeah. yeah, so I've looked at some stuff. That, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sorry, Mama just, Sally. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to kick up the anniversary a That's right, yeah. I mean, we get a little adventurous. What can I say? You know? That's one of the reasons why I married her. Yeah, I'm not try, afraid to try something new. Uh, we're in the long household. We know? don't get adventurous. Oh, yeah? And the reason is because there's no incognito mode on Amazon. <laughs> So y'all share an account with your mother-in-law, too? No, we don't. But uh, I don't want my kid to be looking at toys or something. And then toys pop up in the recommended section. Toys, toys. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I just banned my kids from looking at anything. No Amazon for you kids. Y'all can't shop for anything. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. You you don't make enough money to shop for stuff. I pick out what you like. If you like the Fisher-Price Batcave, then you might. Like this personal massager. <laughs> I like how they label it like a, a neck massager or whatever. Like, yes. How are you massaging your necks with that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of spraying and praying, hundreds of swingers were evacuated from a club after a carbon monoxide alarm goes off. <laughs> if we haven't mentioned, this is the BG-13 section of the show. <laughs> hundreds of revelers at a swingers club in Germany were forced to evacuate after a carbon monoxide alarm went off. Many guests at the party in the western town of Hattingen had to leave the premises in bathrobes. <laughs> well, at least they had bathrobes. Several said they did not feel well after the alarm went off late on Saturday night, authorities said. Carbon monoxide is a poisonous gas which has no odor, taste, or color and can kill humans if they are exposed to it in large enough quantities. Right. There are around 60 accidental deaths from carbon monoxide poisoning in England and Wales each year. Firefighters in the town of Hattingen, between Dortmund and Dusseldorf in North (laughs) Rhine-Westphalia... Wait, is that like a Harry Potter school? (laughs) ...told the DPA news agency that around 300 swingers were brought to safety. Wow. I heard a rumor there were only five women at all. (laughs) Five overworked women. (laughs) The swingers were taken on buses to be examined by first aid workers. But that was a wild bus ride. (laughs) How would you like to be the first aid worker? (laughs) And around 10 complained they felt unwell and required treatment. The fire department said no dangerous levels of carbon monoxide were detected once they had arrived. 
around 160 emergency workers were involved in total. Now, I think I've seen a video like this before where there's a swinger party, some firemen show up, things go a little off the rails. <laughs> so uh, they sell, just FYI, public service announcement, carbon monoxide alarms are sold over Amazon and eBay. and uh, We have one at our house. We used to yeah. have one. Yeah. Well, I had one in my we college We bought it apartment. on Amazon's recommendation when I ordered uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I had one in my old apartment because I had like a wall gas heater or whatever. Yeah. It would go off all the time. I just took the batteries out of it. It's like, if I die, I die. You yes. know? That was when I was in college, living in a one-bedroom apartment by myself. So, um, so anyway, Swinger Party got broke up because yeah. of carbon monoxide. 300 people were there. That's a large amount of swingers, you know. But fortunately, they all live to swing again. Yeah, right. Yeah, they'll be able to <laughs> enjoy the festivities together again. I want to get you, you know, gas heater checked out before you start up again. Yeah. Yeah. On an unrelated note, uh, I saw this on Facebook one time, and it makes so much sense. Why is there not a smoke detector that you can just yell, hey, I'm cooking, yeah. and it'll quit buzzing? Right, yeah. You know? Not a bad idea. Golly. Not a bad idea. Or a snooze button. Yeah. Where you just snooze it for 20 minutes? I don't know. I think that's, yeah, that's not a bad idea. One night when we, at the very first house we had when Thomas was little, the uh, smoke alarm went off just in the middle of the night, like woke me and Deidre up dead at night. Right. And she hasn't let me forget about this yet. Like instead of running to check <laughs> for danger or anything, I get up <laughs> and try to take the smoke alarm off the wall. <laughs> like, yeah. Didn't worry about Thomas on the other side of the house or anything. I was just trying to disable the alarm so I could go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, may not want to be around me in an emergency, just so people know. We want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and the Cajun Curl chip cutter for potatoes all right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. You want to turn your next swinger event up a notch? Imagine <laughs> whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next-door neighbor at the swing-in event is not going to be able to do that. <laughs> and let me tell you, the homemade chips with Cajun Curl buy you the spice on them will change your life. They're amazing. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own all on CajunCurl.com. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, uh, Mark's Mart in Northport, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport at the Pig. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel like Trump at an Alabama LSU game <laughs> while you enjoy your meal. Receiving endless applause. That's right. It's <laughs> no all booze whatsoever. Right. 
It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check out CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10, that's E-O-P and the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, for community news this week, I've got something very special. Last week, I was able to have breakfast and sit down with my buddy, Jeff Hearn, director of SD Allen Ministries, and talk a little more about what they do, how they serve the needs of the community, and hopefully to answer any questions out there in our listening audience, why we have decided to partner with them uh, this Christmas season and raise money for them. So I'm going to play that interview right now. Everybody, it's me, and I'm here with my good friend Jeff Hearn, director of SD Allen Ministries. And I'm so excited because we are going to talk about a little more about the ministry and what they do. And we're also going to be talking about the live event that we have coming up next month. So, Jeff, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. This is uh, exciting, a little new venture for SD Allen Ministries. So, I appreciate the kind of collaboration going on here. How many podcasts have you partnered with in the past? Well, this is my first, actually, okay. surprisingly. <laughs> All right. I know everybody thinks that I am uh, um, kind of a, a podcast king, but this is my first. All right. All right. Well, it's <laughs> certainly good to have you. If you could, I guess, just tell us a little bit more about SD Allen Ministries, because you know we're, we're asking people to come by. We're asking people to donate their money. I'm sure they've got questions. What y'all do? What do y'all do? Sure. Well, I will try to make this as condensed as possible. Mm -hmm. But the tornado in 2011 that uh, destroyed a lot of our city kind of opened up Calvary Baptist Church's eyes to some Mm -hmm. needs in the community that weren't being met. Right. Um, So now there's churches on every corner here in Tuscaloosa. (laughs) There's organizations where you can go get clothing and food. Um, But quickly um, after the tornado, people were asking for furniture. And so... Long story short, Calvary built this facility with the intention of backing away and letting it develop into its own organization um, as to not be Calvary's kind of mission, but to let it be a Tuscaloosa um, community as a whole mission to get people into furniture, um, into bed. So what happened was in 2013, I I left my job um, directing another nonprofit and I inherited a warehouse that was full of a bunch of random items <laughs> and developed it into a full-time furniture ministry. All right. Uh, so what we do is we take in furniture and we get it to families in need. Um, mm-hmm. I think furniture is a neglected need uh, right. in, in most communities. You don't really understand the, I don't know, I guess the severity of the need unless mm-hmm. you're going into low-income apartments and right. homes and seeing the kind of living conditions that some people uh, live in. Um, For example, this year we're going to deliver over 300 beds to people who do not have beds at all. Right. Um, Some people think that that we're like a furniture upgrade uh, (laughs) business. Um, But if if you have a bed, you don't need a bed. Right. And so um, these are – you know, over 300 people that are getting off of the floor, off mm-hmm. of, and I don't know if you've ever been into any of the public housing, uh, but the flooring is uh, probably no different than laying in a parking lot. It's, um, no, it's not luxury. It is not carpet. luxury. No, and no carpet <laughs> pad, no um, no cushion whatsoever. Right. So, uh, yeah, we we like to get people into a bed kind of mm-hmm. at, at very minimum. 
I tell people all the time, beds are what we do. And, you know, we, we do other things as far as sofas and something to put people's clothes in, um, mm-hmm. dressers, chests of drawers. But um, beds are kind of a priority right. uh, for us. We we think that that provides uh, a little bit of dignity for, mm-hmm. for someone if, if they have a bed to sleep in. And, um, you know, if you can imagine seven-year-old uh, Jason who goes to so-and-so elementary school and he can't invite any of his friends to have a sleepover because he he himself doesn't even have a bed to sleep in. Right. Or Miss Jackie down the road can't invite her family or her neighbors over for Thanksgiving because she doesn't have a table mm-hmm. uh, to eat at. Or perhaps she doesn't even have a, co- a stove to cook on. Right. Um, and so it's – I think it's filling a gap in in services that is not really being met, especially in the United States. So. Yeah. I'll be honest. <clears throat> it's something that I had never really thought of before I met you. Sure. You know, we think of, of, you know, when we think of poverty, we typically yeah. don't think of like a, a furnished living space. Right. But if you're sleeping on the floor, that right. is a surefire sign yeah. that times have are not so great. Yeah, well, if you think about it, too, if you're in poverty, right, mm-hmm. then 20% of Tuscaloosa population lives below the poverty line, which means that you're struggling with food, mm-hmm. you're struggling with shelter, you're struggling with clothes. Well, it doesn't make sense if you're living below the poverty line for you to prioritize over yourself somewhere to sleep rather than right. something to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I've noticed is every single person that lives below the poverty line who's receiving any type of assistance with food, shelter, clothing, whatever it may be, is also struggling with um, with furniture right. uh, as well. And, mm-hmm. and it's just one thing that you don't really know because you, you know, we're not inclined to step foot in a mm-hmm. stranger's apartment right. or into their project housing or mm-hmm. whatever whatever home they're renting. And so it's something that you do not know unless you're actively in mm-hmm. in someone else's home. Yeah. And I would just uh, ask everyone who's out there listening to this, think back to your first apartment or your first house mm-hmm. and think about where your furniture came from. Yeah. You know, there's a good chance there were some donations there. That's right. You know, or there was like a Goodwill store where you spent like 50 bucks on a couch. But right. there are, you know, people certainly here in Alabama where sure. we do have so much poverty where that's just not an option. They right. don't have anyone right. who can, you know, donate their right. secondhand sectional sofa right. with recliners on each right. end. And yeah. And one thing that built in cup holders. Yeah. And, and a thing that a lot of folks don't understand is how big of an epidemic that bed bugs are. Um, oh, that's right. So that, especially in the hot Alabama summers, mm-hmm. especially in government housing, um, you know, one person gets bed bugs in their apartment and it's in everybody in their duplex. It's mm-hmm. upstairs in the neighbor's apartment. It's downstairs. And so, and it costs a couple thousand dollars to treat bed bugs properly. And so families just, if, if they have furniture and then they are victims to bed bugs and they've got to get rid of everything. They got to get rid of everything that's cloth, all of their clothes, wow. um, all their beds, all their, their cloth furniture. And so it's, it's really destructive. And so it, it's really difficult to, um, you know, if you could imagine losing every piece of furniture that you own because right. you can't afford to get it properly treated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I don't know, it's kind of a, a sad thing, but that's why we're here. We, we, yeah, you know, yeah. we want to help folks that, you know, um, can't help themselves in certain mm-hmm. situations and, uh, you know, especially children. We, you know, I, I personally believe that, that every kid in Tuscaloosa County and, and Alabama and the United States and the world, I think that they deserve a, a comfortable night's sleep. Right. And so um, regardless of any decisions that, you know, there's a lot of political opinions about why people in poverty are in poverty, you know, right. but at the end of the day, a five-year-old didn't make any decision. Absolutely. 
Couldn't agree more. To have to sleep on the floor, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I see it every day. I'm, we, you know, we're in. I think this year we will surpass fifteen hundred families served, mm-hmm. and so it's just a, you know, it's an eye opening thing. And like you said, I didn't know about furniture poverty mm-hmm. until I started doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, we didn't know what SDI Ministries was going to turn into until we started going mm-hmm. into homes and finding out that there really were some significant needs that weren't being met. So. Yeah. Also, you mentioned about you know there being a lot of opinions on uh, people, sure, you know, why they are in poverty, sure. And we can all have those opinions and we can get mad and we can share Facebook. We can share Facebook memes and we can yell at our friends. Sure. But at the end of the day, as Christians, the point is we are supposed to help the needy. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. There's, there's no, um, qualifier. Right. Um, for loving people like, like Mm -hmm. Christ has loved us. And so. You know, I'll, I'll shut people down pretty quickly if they, you know, if <laughs> yeah. they come to me with any negative opinions towards uh, yeah. people for whatever situations are. Because we don't, we don't know, you know. Yeah, but that's that's right, absolutely right. Every situation is different. Yeah, I was just fixing to ask you, uh, the people that you're helping. I'm sure. assuming that you uh, take a lot of furniture donations and yeah. then you just go on the side of the road and you put up a big sign that just says "Free Furniture, <laughs> Come on by." No, is that how y'all um, do it? That's not how we do it. Um, <laughs> although. Uh, I, sometimes this is, this is, it's not, it's not a funny story, but sometimes we will get furniture here that is, in my opinion, not worthy of being donated to somebody. Right. So my rule of thumb is honestly, if I'm willing to keep it in my house, then mm-hmm. I'm willing to give it to somebody else. If I'm not willing to keep it in my house, then it's, I'm not willing to give it to somebody else because yeah. I, I want to validate people. I want to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I want to, I want to be a good thing. I don't want to give our, our, are crap to poor people, essentially. Do y'all have a policy on giant spools for coffee tables? <laughs> no, no, no policy whatsoever. Um, you know, if somebody wants to use a spool, you know, it's kind of trendy, to be honest with you. Um, but that, yes, that goes to the uh, hipsters in poverty. That's exactly right. But anyway, so back to like I, what's acceptable to donate and what's not. Yeah. I, so I've had things here that were not great. Mm-hmm. And so I decided. They're not really good to give to somebody, right. whether it's stained with cat urine or cat hair or rips and tears. And so, or it's just going to fall apart. Oh, we're falling apart, right? Now so, we're going to have another problem. Exactly. And so, what I'll do is I'll, I won't even take it into the warehouse because I know I need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So, I'll leave it out in the parking lot for a day or so. And then people will stop and ask me if they can have it because they don't have something. Right. So, some people would rather have something that's just absolutely disgusting because they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, t- truthfully, we get. Um, referrals from probably upwards of a hundred different organizations now. Okay. Um, anything from social workers mm-hmm. to DHR to um, elementary school teachers, churches. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of organizations in town that help with, with, like I said, with food and clothes, and they come across needs of furniture. And um, so now, you know, we're here filling that gap, and so those folks will. Send me a referral. And and that just provides a way to be wise with, right. with God's treasures yeah. so that it's not yeah. going, like you said, the person right. who just wants a better yeah. whatever than they have. That's exactly it's actually right. going to the, yeah. to the people who need it yeah. most. I've had one instance in, like I said, we're going to approaching 1,500 families served. Mm-hmm. One family. This was a mom with seven or eight children um, living in a, in a government project housing in town and uh, she didn't like the couch color that we brought her that was oh, no. donated um, and, but she had like a TV that was nicer than any TV I've ever seen right um, but the children didn't have beds to sleep in 
Oh no! Yeah, Are you it serious? Was, I was. I'm serious. So oh, I mean, it, it's wild. So we uh, we left the children's bed and we said, "Sorry, ma'am. You know, we will gladly give this couch to somebody else, but you know, it's the only one we have. So you know, mm-hmm. we're not able to. We won't be able to help you out. We're with not going to run down to Spiller Furniture <laughs> Center and pick out something. Better. Right. Right. And right. so, um, needless to say, I think we made a, a phone call to DHR that day. Right. Just to update them on that situation, but yeah, that's only only one time in mm-hmm. almost fifteen hundred families has has any circumstance that was kind of negative, right? Ever happened. So I also host a student missionary program in the summertime where I partner with different churches, um, religious organizations that are doing. I mean, what Southern Baptists would call just mission work, or right? Backyard Bible clubs, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And so what a I backyard do, Bible club for those who are not Baptist is. Sure. Like a, a gorilla vacation Bible school, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. You go out in the hot sun, <laughs> it's nasty and sweaty and 100 degrees and rowdy kids, and you sit down and tell them about Jesus and right. play kickball um, and, and draw on the draw with chalk on the sidewalk. But no, I, I kind of envision it as an opportunity for college students to get local missions experience mm-hmm. so that... When it, wherever they end up, I've had probably 60 students now that's worked for me, um, the last six or seven summers and they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. New York, New York City, Los Angeles, California, um, Memphis, Tennessee. We get them, you know, everywhere. Delaware. Uh, not, I don't have anyone in Delaware <laughs> yet, but the, the, the purpose remains the same. If I want you to have an experience here in Tuscaloosa that will make you want to be involved with a local church, with a local ministry, wherever you end up. So that not only are we mm-hmm. like trying to change lives here in Tuscaloosa, but you can be effective wherever you are. And I want this summer or whatever summer you work for me to be an experience that right. has that effect on you. Um, so yeah, every summer I recruit 10 college students. Um, we raise funds to pay them a little stipend, but okay. they do get free meals. Okay. Um, so they get um, a lot of money worth of meals uh, <laughs> Monday through Friday. Nice. Um, so yeah, we, we give them, um, you know, we partner with different different ministries to go into housing projects and do backyard Bible clubs mm-hmm. or go to homeless shelters and do VBS programs or whatever it may be. So um, that's a, a big part of my summer is uh, investing in college students and letting them, uh, giving them the opportunity to serve um, mm-hmm. people that oftentimes get, get left out and forgotten. Right. So I guess we can talk about the event. Sure. Uh, coming up December 13th. Yep. In case you don't know. Yep. Uh, it's going to be from eleven to one. Yep, and it, which it'll probably go until just everyone leaves us. That's and exactly. We're left by ourselves. Sure, that's right. But uh, this is going to be an opportunity for you know us to do. I mean, it's not for us to do a live show. I mean, we're going to be doing a live show. But sure. what we really want to do is we want to meet people in the community. Yeah. and we want to partner with y'all in yeah. the hopes that people will come and make donations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want we want people who may not know what SD Allen Ministries mm-hmm. is or who may have never been to our location. Right. Um, to be able to drop by, grab a bite to eat, drop off $10, buy a T-shirt, mm-hmm. walk through our warehouse and check out what we do. Um, we're, we're probably going to set up um, maybe an experience where you can see what it's like to mm-hmm. sleep on the floor or uh, to see. Yes, come to our event exactly. where we make you sleep on where the floor. Where we make you lay on the, the cold concrete <laughs> and, ex- and see what it's like. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we'll, we'll have some, some fun stuff going on, but we wanted an opportunity to let people drop by on their lunch break mm-hmm. um, and, you know, come by and support what we're doing and 
uh, check and out. learn more about what you do. That's right, too. and yeah. learn more about what we're doing. Not just you know what you see on social media or on our website, but mm-hmm. you'll be able to meet me number one, <laughs> yes. and then uh, you know just just see what we do. Yeah, man. So December thirteenth, please, if you can come, please come. If you can't come, I would appreciate it if you would just. Go to our Facebook event and, you know, click interested and invite all your friends. Yeah. Because, like I said last show, I could spend 50 bucks on Facebook ads, but I would really much rather just give that money to SD Allen Ministries so sure. they can put that towards uh, mission work. Yeah. I'm counting on y'all to help yeah. me get the word out. Just come on by. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we look forward to seeing y'all. Yeah, and if you can't if you can't make it, go to our website as well. Go to sdallen.org. Check out our social media on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. and Twitter. Um, you can donate online. You can follow us and stay involved and just see what we're up to. So we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, do you have a hashtag you'd like to <laughs> Yeah, share? so we we have this this hashtag that I think is important. Um, we, we use it uh, with a lot of our posts, and it's actually on our new new shirts. It's just hashtag off the floor. That's right. Um, so. so come on by Earth Oddity Off the Floor Show. Get on Santa's nice list this year. Get off the naughty list. That's going to be our hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. All right. I I guess that's that's it. You got anything else you want to say? No, that's it. All right. There it is. Amazing interview. You did such a good job, Tiny. I know. Proud I know. of you. Proud of you. I want to thank Jeff for being willing to come on to the show, too. Yes. So he did really well, too. Don't mm-hmm. want to slight him, right? No, no, no. Yeah. yeah Jeff's a good guy. Very, sounds like a great guy. I yes. look forward to meeting him, and one day I will respond to the event invite on Facebook. <laughs> Just thought about that. I still haven't committed to going. Yeah, don't be like John. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the least Don't you can do like is me. click interested. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Tiny knows I'm going, you know? So, yeah. I, I want to help the kids out here. Yeah. That's all I want to do. So, uh, please, if you're able to come, please stop by. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I read a news article last week that people donated over $7,000 wow. to get a baby Trump balloon yeah, to come right. to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They did. They did. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I believe people should be able to do with their money whatever they want to, whether yep. it's, you know, baby Trump balloon or, you know, make it rain into a paper shredder. You yeah. know, it's, it's their money. They can do with it what they want. I agree with that. And I love baby Trump balloons as much as the next right-leaning libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, you know, do, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do with your money. That said, come, give it to charity. Yeah, right. You know? Look. Well, I mean, if let's improve our community beyond just shaming the president as a rich person myself, (laughs) you should give away your money. You know, like it's (laughs) just money. You can't take it with you in the end. And like I've said before, I would hate to have to stand before Jesus on, you know, and accounting for my sins and him to ask me why I have a lot of money I'm sitting on that I didn't give away. You know, yeah. I got a lot of other stuff I got to worry about. So I'm trying to keep that one off the table. I would like to say that article I read, I think it was uh, $5,000 to get the balloon. So anything yeah. over that. Right. They said they were going to donate it to the Equal Justice Okay. foundation or something yeah. i don't know what that does it sounds good i think it provides so, helps provide legal funding for minorities and marginalized people okay i may have just made that up but it <laughs> sounds really good that's what it should be right <laughs> right yeah but i may have made that up 
Well, anyway, so at least at least some of that money is going to a good cause. Right. Yeah. And I don't know why it costs five thousand dollars to get a balloon. No, that's a good. I mean, that it costs four hundred dollars to get an entire bouncy castle. Yeah. Right. You know, at, yeah. the, at the fall festival. Yeah. And I might could so I could might could rent a hot air balloon. I would think for a thousand bucks. Right. I don't know. I would think that'd be a fair price, but it wouldn't be shaped like a baby Trump. No. So. Yeah. So what's what's up with the fight? Like who all's on the take here with a baby <laughs> Trump balloon? You know, so I'm just thinking yeah. maybe me and you need to get into the baby <laughs> Trump balloon business and rent it out for three thousand. Maybe we could come up with a baby Kanye balloon. Yeah, maybe and fly so. it outside of all his events. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. I wonder if he'd come on the podcast then. Well, we can do that in 2024 when he's yeah. running for president. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. people will, you know, gladly give us thousands of dollars to yes. embarrass the <laughs> the presidential candidate. Yes. Let's do that. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad idea. We need to start planning now. <laughs> Baby Kanye. I'm putting it in my notes. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, you got anything else? Nope. Uh, I really don't. I will be back in the country next week. So if you're looking to rob my house, this is the time to do it. Uh, you can have anything you want except my one. You can have any of my guitars except the one that's in the case. Just leave it. Okay. All right. It's my favorite. All right. Not All right. even super fancy or anything. I just like it better than the other ones. All right. Noted. Yeah. So anyone <laughs> listening, just come and rob me. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we're on them all. Everything. If you would like to write into the show, you can reach us. We are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Yep. If you would like to tweet at us, you can tweet at us. We are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you like pictures? Sometimes we post pictures. I got one up late last night. (laughs) You can check those out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. And if all that fails, we have a super boring phone number that doesn't spell out anything that you can call. What's that number? All right. It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059, just like the interstate that runs through our hometown. (laughs) 2059. All right. It's terribly messed up right now, too. Yeah, it's all screwed up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I saw a meme on Facebook where Trump was like, is this where we dropped the Moab? <laughs> and and his, his, uh, the guy standing there like, no, this is 2059. <laughs> we hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.